Hello and welcome back to the Not Safe for Work podcast. You're listening to me, your host, Lucy. As always, if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen. If you're new to the podcast, I suggest you go back and listen to my other episodes. This way you will get to know a little more about me first. But of course, thank you also for tuning in. So here we are recording finally once again. (laughs) I think the sporadic nature of my episodes, with them being so few and far between, is certainly a testament to um, how difficult it can be to do everything on your own. Well, it's certainly indicative of my time management getting a little bit out of hand on the odd occasion. That being said, I love what I do and I wouldn't change anything about it. I just spread myself thin when I'm being a stubborn control freak and want to do everything without any kind of assistance. (laughs) Maybe that will change sometime in the future, I'm not sure, but I do have many, many things I want to achieve that would only really be possible with assistance. You can only expand so much and do so much on your own, especially if you want to put out a quality product and you want to be, you know, I want to be on top of my game. I want to be, everything that I do, I want to do well. So if I want to keep up that consistency, I will probably have to look at getting help at some point. If you are a fellow creator and you do everything yourself, I would love to hear from you. Maybe we can swap some tips and ideas. I'm sure it sounds like I'm in desperate need of some. (laughs) But yeah, I would love to chat to fellow creators who are also stubborn like myself or even just don't have the resources and do everything on their own. I would, yeah, love to have some like-minded chit-chats. So anyway, I digress. I thought I would just come on here and have a little chat to kickstart what I anticipate or what I hope is another flurry of episodes. As well as a general chat, I do want to have a little story time to keep it spicy. Funny? Uh, I don't know. And interesting. Uh, It is my first time back recording in a little while and I have had a glass of wine so I'm sorry if I laugh and make you feel awkward. I am definitely not awkward. I love doing this but I feel like some people may think my laughing is me being awkward or uneasy about what I'm doing but honestly it's just a personality trait and it comes out when I don't want it to so enjoy the giggle fest. So yeah, story time. I'm going to go into a little of my own personal date slash sex history to tell you an embarrassing sex story of mine. Who doesn't love hearing those? I thought that would be a nice, easy one to do. However, before we get into that, how are you doing? (laughs) I know you can't answer me in real time, but I wish you could. How are you? How's life? I hope it's treating you well. Mine, to be honest, has been a slight roller coaster at the moment, but that's okay. You can never truly appreciate or revel in life's highs if you've not also, in contrast, experienced life's lows. I'm not in any way complaining, just being honest. If you're one of my subscribers on OnlyFans, 
or you would like to be, of course, you're welcome to join anytime. It will make my day. I love you. <laughs> then please come on and send me a message. Let me know how you are and how life's going. I should really offer some kind of discount to my OF for those of you that listen to my pod because you guys are the real deal. <laughs> if you subscribe from the podcast, um, just send me a message and let me know, please. Anyway, I digress further. <laughs> We've got a theme already. Uh, roller coasters, we all experience them. I'm personally not a fan of actual roller coasters, I'm terrible at theme parks. I don't want to be spun or upside down, so catch me watching from afar if I am ever there. But figuratively, that's something we are all going to experience within various times of our lives. Mine currently is proportionate to my personal life, but also to a work life. Uh, when I say work or work life, I am directly correlating that back to my OnlyFans, because that is, in fact, my full-time job. I was corporate previously, which you would know if you uh, went back and listened. If you, ha I was fuck. <laughs> Editing Lucy here. Don't mind me if I do leave in some of my bloopers. <laughs> I have also just been to the dentist, so I can't move off my face, and you can probably barely understand me, so why am I coming in now? I don't know. <laughs> I apologize. I'll leave again. <laughs> I was corporate previously, which you would know if you have already listened to my other episodes, uh, but yeah, since I have left, I am now doing OnlyFans full-time. I have been for over a year now, I think, which is absolutely wild to think about. So I feel like a lot of creators don't speak of their struggles or obstacles, their trying times and low times. Most of the time I see creators broadcasting advice on how to get success and make money, etc., which of course is very enticing content. Uh, however, to be real, it is a very volatile industry that you only have so much control over. It's never going to be a linear journey of highs and wins only. You've, you've got to prepare yourself for the disheartening lows and put on your resilience pants because you're going to need those fuckers. It's an industry of peaks and troughs, like of course most are. However, I feel it is distinctive in the way that you can have very high peaks and almost immediately very low troughs. This is actually uh, not what I was planning on getting into in this episode. However, if you're interested, I would love to go more in depth, uh, perhaps in the next episode. I'm not sure how many creators actually listen to me here, or whether it's mostly fans, uh, future fans, etc. But if the interest is there, uh, then I would love to deliver. So let me know. I am hyper aware that I keep saying to get in touch with me or reach out, but I actually don't tend to message anywhere besides my OnlyFans. As it gets too overwhelming, I cannot... Like, I simply cannot read messages on every platform I'm on. Uh, I'm referring to social media when I say that. So I always prioritize the messages on my OnlyFans. Obviously, I'm going to give paid subscribers 
all of my attention. But yeah, I will try to remedy rem I will try to remedy this somehow. So stay tuned. Oh my god. <laughs> stay tuned on my socials and I'll see if I have a solution. I swear I have only had about a half a glass of wine. No one in their right mind would be tipsy of that, and I am not. I simply get so excited, and all of my words want to come out of my mouth at the same time. So bear with me. If I trip over any of them, I will probably just edit it out so you won't even know, but maybe I'll keep some in for the laughs. Who knows? Just <laughs> keep listening and you'll find out. So in conclusion to that little chat, I would love to do some episodes more so focused on the creators, enlighten certain topics that we may not speak about too often. I know it's something I personally would like to listen to, so whether others feel the same way and want to as well, I'm not sure. I hope there is some interest there. Uh, but yeah, I feel like a lot of the things I would want to talk about are quite prevalent in the industry and we're all experiencing them. I think it would be quite therapeutic even to just speak of them. So yeah, hopefully there is some interest there. I've probably already said that 3000 times. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely in plans for the future episodes that I definitely will be doing, by the way. Okay, now we are done with that digression. Let's flip the mood and discuss my little story. I do need to include a preliminary statement to give the story a little more context, so bear with me on this. I mean, it's not necessarily context, but I am aware this is probably going to sound like a cop-out, and realistically, I may also in turn be jinxing myself by saying so. However, as far as dates and sexual encounters slash experiences go, I don't have anything super awful or tremendously embarrassing that has happened to me. Of course, I am grateful for this. However, it also doesn't make for great storytelling. And when I say that, I am, of course, just referring to the experiences that are funny and embarrassing, nothing that is genuinely traumatizing or unsafe. That's just awful. And I do not wish that upon myself or anyone else. I feel like I am fairly perceptive when it comes to people, especially in regards to what I don't want in a person that I can vet someone fairly efficiently. It's not a foolproof way to finding that right person, but it does have the veracity of ruling out what is incredibly wrong. And I believe that has contributed to me having very few bad experiences. Or maybe I'm just in this little naive bubble of thinking all these experiences have gone well and the person on the other end is just hating life. <laughs> okay, now Lucy, get to the story. So, I was dating this guy, maybe four or five dates, I think it was five, we, we did go on a few, um, he had this crazy good accent, so he was from the UK, and I am such a sucker for a good English accent, I, I know they all vary significantly throughout the UK, and I honestly couldn't tell you what his was, but I knew he, um, I think he, he grew up in London, so he wasn't like super posh sounding or anything like that, um, but it was 
I don't know, a, a basic London accent. <laughs> I am probably saying that all wrong, but it was beautiful. Uh, he had excellent banter, just a friggin' amazing way with words. I love words. So he quite literally talked himself into my pants. <laughs> he probably wasn't really uh, the typical, typical kind of guy I would go for, but when you have an excellent personality, great banter, a way with words, that accent, it definitely does it for me. Obviously, I was still attracted to him. Uh, I think you you have to have that. <laughs> Regardless of how good the personality is, you still have to be attracted to someone. And I know some people go on about how looks don't matter, but I think that is lying to themselves because looks matter. You need to be attracted to someone. So yeah, we had gone on about four or five dates. I think in one of the it was probably the last date. I, well, we had a bit to drink. <laughs> I remember being a little bit drunk. Um, I had given him a blowjob <laughs> because, and I'm about to get my slut on, I love sucking dick. So of course I had to have an appetizer before we actually had sex. However, in hindsight, I must have been very drunk because when I gave him the blowjob, I remember his dick being a certain way. But then we had, when we had sex, it felt a lot different. The sex happened on a separate occasion after this date that included the blowjob. So after this date, maybe it was like a week or so. And then I feel like it was at that stage where you both know it's time to have sex. <laughs> like, you know, you have to actually get that first time out of the way at some stage, make sure you're compatible, you know, the sex is good, this is going to work, etc, etc. Are we going to keep seeing each other? It was, so it was at that unspoken time where we were both like, okay, it's time to have sex. And that was obviously going to eventuate on our next meeting. So the next meeting just happened to be at my house, which is of course suggestive in itself you know what's gonna go down and when he came over there was immediate awkward energy you know when you invite someone over to watch Netflix and you guys are scrolling through some Netflix episodes and movies when really you both know why you're there you're just going through the motions of putting on a movie before you watch it for five minutes and jump each other so there was a bit of an awkward energy when he came over, which I wasn't anticipating because every encounter we had had previously was really lighthearted and fun and easy. And I guess looking back now, gosh, you can see so many things in hindsight, can't you? <laughs> looking back now, it probably should have been a red flag that as soon as the mood shifts or the intention shifts, then there's no longer that really easygoing chemistry. It was awkward and weird. <laughs> so I think maybe I offered him a drink or, yeah, I think I offered him a beer or something to try and chill his nerves because I could tell he was nervous. And I can't remember who made the first move. Honestly, I've probably blocked out a lot of the experience in my mind. <laughs> I can't remember who made the first move, but I'm going to assume it was him. 
and he took me into my bedroom. I can't actually remember play by play how it went down. I believe it was really awkward. So I probably took off my own clothes. He took off his own clothes. We kissed a little bit. Even that was bad. The kissing was weird. I, in my mind, I'm like, where did all the good stuff go? Where did the where did the fun go? Where did the chemistry go? Who is this man? <laughs> what has he done with the fun man? I did find out a little later on that he hadn't had sex in quite some time. So I think he was probably just feeling a lot of pressure and nerves surrounding his performance. Like, oh, I've really got to perform and I feel like it's something we could have easily spoken about and I would have been so down to chill him out, calm his nerves, reassure him, whatever, but he never said a word. He was just all up in his own head, clearly freaking out about the experience, giving me all these weird vibes while not saying anything at all. I feel like situations like that can easily be helped or rectified. You just got to communicate. That is the crux of everything, really. Communication. Good communication always wins. So we get down to the deed. He puts on a condom because I always make people wear condoms. Practice safe sex, guys. It is not worth it otherwise. <laughs> I mean, if I'm having regular, consistent sex with the same person, then we can discuss not using condoms. But absolutely, if it's sex for the first time with someone new, condom or nothing. <laughs> so he puts on the condom. We lie down. He's spooning me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going through the motions at this stage. I'm like, okay, take me there. Here, you lead the way, baby. And he spoons me. He enters me. So he thrusts his safely encased penis into my vagina. And I think perhaps he thrusts once more. And then he stops. So at this stage, it's been about 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, I think he's been inside me for about 30 seconds. He stops moving and I'm like, what is going on? Is this uncomfortable for you? Are you hating this? Because I kind of am. <laughs> so he doesn't say anything. His lifeless body is lying there, still spooning me. And then he's like, oh, wow. I'm like, did you come? Yes. Yes, he came. He came in me after not even a minute. And when I said that when I gave him a blowjob, I felt like the dick was different when we had sex because it was a lot thinner when we had sex. And so while I was drunk sucking on that dick, I had clearly enlarged it in my head. Uh, and considering the width the condom had unfortunately detached itself from the penis. So he pulls his satisfied cock out of my dissatisfied vagina and we both immediately notice the lack of condom. And I immediately figure out, fuck, <laughs> it's still in there. I'm sure if you have seen my content or 
seen really anything with me in it at all, you will notice that I have very long nails. And I bloody love my long nails. I've had them for a really long time, but it does inhibit my ability to stick my own fingers far up my vagina. <laughs> and I'm sure you can see how this would be an issue for a dislodged condom. So while said man was <laughs> wallowing in a bit of shame after his performance, uh, I tell him that he's going to have to get back in there and fish that condom out for me because I do not have the capability. So I lay back, legs spread up in the air, and he gets his fingers in there while telling me he's never been that deep in a vagina before. Oh wow, I usually don't go around this corner. <laughs> um, and yeah, he spends about uh, 10 minutes in there working his way around the crevices of my vagina, which is a hell of a lot longer than his penis spent in there. But he does thankfully eventually get it. He gets a grip on it and pulls it out and he has his moment of being a hero telling me that he saved my life. And all I can think is, thank God, now you can get out of my house and I don't have to see you again. And please know that I am, I was not judging this man simply on his performance. I was not like, oh my God, he's a premature ejaculator. I cannot deal with this. It was the entire experience. We had zero sexual chemistry. The kissing was weird. The sex was terrible. Everything about it was bad. If you have great chemistry with someone, but bad sex, you can always work on the method. That is so okay, as long as you have the chemistry. That is so, so important. I really believe it's something you either have or you don't. If I really didn't have it with someone, I personally probably wouldn't be willing to work on it. Not when there's someone else out there you could hold out for and have perfect chemistry with. Never settle for bad sex. Yes, you can work on the method, but do not bother if there's no chemistry because you're both just going to have a shitty time when you could be having a better time with other people. So being on brand with the story, that was all very quick. <laughs> like I said, as, as far as stories go, I'm sure it is incredibly tame, um, but it was still a shit experience at the time and worth a mention. I do have a couple of mediocre sex stories, uh, but yeah, nothing that is truly, truly embarrassing. So yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll be lucky enough to have one. <laughs> I don't think that's very lucky, but you know, it would make a good podcast episode in the future. So to conclude the story about that man, uh, we never saw each other again. <laughs> I He did want to, but I was straight up, told him I was not interested. Honestly, I would have remained friends with him because he was a great guy. He had an excellent personality and we did get along really well. But no, the, the complete lack of chemistry for me was just an absolute no-go. I was not willing to go back there and try it again. So yeah, never saw him again. Um, we still kept in touch like a little bit afterwards, but then I essentially just cut it off and yeah, moved on. <laughs> 
So I think that made for a nice little light-hearted episode to dip my toes back in and I haven't had a story time episode before so please do let me know what you think about it. Um, do you want me to tell more of my own personal stories? Obviously it won't happen in every episode but I'm more than happy to share, share some of my own experiences, even good ones. I think maybe a really good one would make an even better story. But yeah, please let me know, and I would also love to know how you feel about the length of the episode. Do you like shorter episodes, longer episodes? What is sort of that sweet spot for you? What do you do? You want to listen to three hours of me chatting about fuck all, or <laughs> is it like twenty minutes in your ears enough, Lucy? Every now and then. You let me know, so then I have an idea of what I should be striving for. But yeah, I would also love to tell a sexy little story, or maybe a series of sexy stories about a really good dick I sucked, and how tasty it was, and how it felt to have the warm cum explode all through my mouth. <sighs> so yeah, something like that, maybe. Maybe just pulling things out of my brain. <laughs> but I love telling stories. I love role play. I love all of that fun stuff. So maybe I could, you know, do some episodes for creators, do some sexy stories, do some personal stories. I am, yeah, down for anything really. Anything that's going to benefit you guys in some way. And once again, thank you for listening. You are so very much appreciated. Now go ride the shit out of that roller coaster. Until next time.